dialed in to Box and Brews, you might hear something you can use. Like tips on your cash or tips on the suds. You're going to want to use the smarts of these studs. Because they know the brews. And they know the box. And they know they can't help the stubborn fucks. So listen up, because shit's not funny. And save yourself some beer money. Bucks. And brews. Bucks and brews. And brews. Bucks and brews. Welcome back to Bucks and Brews. Uh, Nick. David. It's been a long time. <laughs> it has. Basically 24 hours. Um, <clears throat> and because our episode came from what we did last night, and we'll, we'll get into that. But first of all, David, what are you drinking? So I'm drinking something you would love right now. I have a Smirnoff ice to start. It's a screwdriver. Oh, that sounds delicious. It is delicious. And then when I'm done with that, I have a vanilla Java Porter from Atwater. Oatmeal cream pie from Pigeon Hill. Yeah. Yeah, so... And say, and because it's a special, excuse me, a limited edition, and this is a limited episode for us. Um, I brought back the bush light peach because you can't find it everywhere, and I happen to have a couple left that I saved from last week. Um, and then after that, it's not bad. After that, I go to a bush light peach, and after that, I go to yeah. So I have a few bush light peaches today. I'm really excited. Good deal. So, um, we have a guest today. Yeah, so we actually met our guest last night. Yep, at a networking event that we went to. (laughs) And we had talked before we yep. went to this event. We're kind of, you and I are sitting, we're like, hey, tomorrow's episode. Yeah, let's do this networking thing. And then almost near the end of the night, we meet Sarah. And just in my head, because I'm like, oh, you never know until you ask. Hey, could you make this happen tomorrow? And she's like, yeah, I loved it. Like, this is what I do. <laughs> so, um, Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for bringing an expert in versus David and I's just opinion. Yeah. Thanks um, for having me. Say, please tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, and how you, how you actually are the expert versus us. Okay, well, great. It was, it was a lot of fun to meet you guys last night, and I remember seeing you, um, and I thought, man, these guys are like very tall and like burly guys. I don't, I'm like, it was almost like this intimidated stature that if you want to like go into like how you kind of just run the room through your head, like, what do these guys do? Where are mm-hmm. they from? And I remember listening to you with the group of ladies that were doing the painting company and just like listening to how you talk about businesses and with kids and the different organizations you partner with was really intriguing. So I definitely had to like figure out a little bit more. So I'm glad to be here tonight. I um, I am the owner of True Self Consulting Business Relationship Marketing. And so I started that company about five years ago. I started off in social work for 12 years working with senior citizens and anyone in that role that's listening knows that that is a very stressful, um, heartfelt, like you sit at the bedside of a lot of people that don't have family and friends with them. And that takes a pretty emotional toll on you over time. So I was experiencing a lot of headaches, migraines, things like that. I started going to see a chiropractor. I loved what the chiropractor was able to do for my migraines, got rid of them. He ended up I referred like everyone I knew to this chiropractor and a lot of patients started coming into that office and he asked me, would you like a paid marketing job? Like where you could actually get paid for all these referrals that you send in my door. And I told him, no, I was like, nope, I'm not a marketing person at all. Eventually I ended up taking the position, um, no insurance, less pay, no 401k, all the things I had, I lost because of what I believed in is like really getting out there and catching people from another side of something to help them be healthier and maybe keep them out of a nursing home. And so I went with that slant. 
when I got in the marketing world, I realized a lot of people do connections and marketing really poorly and that it's very one-sided and it's me, 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 and what can I offer? And I just didn't like that feel. It felt really, really icky to go out there and try to talk to people like that. So I kind of made it my mission of before I approach anyone or figure it out, I want to figure out how I can support them too and make it very two-sided. And so I started taking on that approach in my marketing to people and it was warmly welcomed. And I formed a lot of great relationships that way and partnerships and collaborations and did a lot of great work to the point where I said, you know what, I really feel like more people need to know about this. And I developed my own company and that's what I do. I train teams and business owners, entrepreneurs, and nonprofits, how to really get out there and do marketing different. Good. And say that, you know, when you do it the right way, you can have so much success, right? Yes. Um, you know, I don't share this tip, but one of the biggest things that you hit on that I absolutely love is, um, that's how I buy a lot of real estate is I walk into a transaction of what can I do for you? Not yeah. what is it going to give me? It's what can I do to help you first, right? Mm -hmm. Hey, even if I don't buy the real estate, I always like, oh, hey, well, we have a roof. Tell you what, I have a roofer. I have this. I have anything I can do to help you because I know that it'll come back around eventually, right? And when you walk into a situation so much not thinking about it as me, me, me first, mm -hmm. you're gonna be, you'll find that you'll be so much more successful. But yeah. on the other hand, there is a problem with doing it too much. Mm -hmm. I had a friend, I had a friend call me out. I go to a bunch of networking events. He's like, man, you always just talk to these new people. You give so much advice. You never ask for something you need. He goes, man, you got to start doing that. I was <laughs> like, All right, I'll, I'll, I'll take a look. But so I, I really appreciate yeah. the fact that you, you came from that side of things and you're like, Hey, what can I, you know, what can we do? Like it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Going to, going to one, you know, a person that's me, 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 this is what I'm doing. This I'm throwing this, I'm doing this. This is all about me. This is never a good thing. It's the, it's that law of reciprocity, right? You know, what goes around comes around. What do you want to others? And I feel like when you put those good things out, it's just that law that good things come back and people, people really do appreciate and feel that like right off out of the gate, they know if you're for the common of everybody's support or for yourself, it's, it's general. Sure. Um, so I say we we mentioned that we met at a networking event. Yes. Um, I know that this is David's wife's second ever event. Yeah. Um, she she's held now two events at Break Room Therapy. Yep. To just bring in you know local business people to kind of just show what they do. Yeah. And you came to the first one. I did. Um, I was at softball practice. Yeah. <laughs> I came to the tail end, and and you thought it went well. Yeah. Um, for a first one yeah very much so and last night um i will i will start with this you and i both noticed a, a glaring uh female presence well yeah <laughs> there were no guys it was me and you well, and yeah. one other guy showed up for like two seconds and bailed and bailed right it's and, like uh oh yeah and i it was it was kind of weird because like we as guys, right? We head nodded because I, I witnessed him walk through the door. I was like, hey, sure. you know, another guy. And then by the time I was done talking to the person, he literally there. Yeah, he was already gone. He didn't even make it to the rooms that were set up. And I was just like, oh man, what at that moment, what could we have done to change? Well, my wife made a point of like maybe he walked in and seen a bunch of pride stuff all over the place and it's not his thing. And I was possibly. like, 
That's a good point. I didn't even think about that because that's not how my brain works. Well, you know, and, and you and I, we talked about it last night because you throw it out there right away. You're an extrovert. I'm an introvert. Yeah. I don't want to talk to people, nope. which is why it's great when you're there because you can just talk to them and I can just add in if I need to add shit in. <laughs> yeah. Right. Otherwise, I can just stand there and do absolutely nothing because I don't want to talk to people. No. So it's shocking that we do a podcast together. Right? Right. So, hey, so, that's so, probably why it works. It right? probably is. So it usually is. Yeah. So, what do you think of last night's event and what was good? What was bad? Um, what do you think could, could be changed? I. So I was not sure what to expect. And I love that this is her second time doing this. And I love that she did it in her space because it brings people right inside and allows them the opportunity to really get the firsthand opportunity to walk around and see what she does and how that's the best way to do a networking event is in your current space where you can show people exactly what you do and how you do it so that they're instantly intrigued and want to learn more and be a part of the whole scene. So I love, I love the setting. I think I could tell right away that she took a lot of time. She prepared food and beverages. She allowed people the opportunity to register and have a space inside, which is all about someone else, right? Not just about herself with all those little pieces. She was showing people how she put value into them. And I think to the outside person that shows so much respect just from the get-go. I loved that. So for me personally, networking, I'm an extrovert as well, as you can tell. So I love being around people and spending time with people. But there's a part of networking that's extremely draining. And the part of that is just you're going from one person to the next person to the next person. And you just feel like, Sometimes there's not time to breathe in between and process. And so that part is always, I I really take some time to reflect on every person that I'm talking to, if they're taking the time to reverse and switch the conversation or if they're just leading the whole conversation. And I think there was a little mix of both in the room. I think you guys probably saw that too. There was people there that it was, it was for them to talk about why they were there and what they were doing and often didn't ask the other person in the room, even when we were just walking by and didn't have a booth, we were still there to network, right? Yep. But not not everyone took the time to say, well, what do you do? Tell me about your stuff, you know? Yep. So I think that's a great learning opportunity that can come into play where, you know, um, just letting people know, hey, this is a two-sided event. So when you're coming into network, make sure that you're at like, you know, here's some tips when you're coming into this event to network, make sure you take the time to ask about that other person next to you, you know, those kind of things. Um, well, but I think, oh, go ahead. No, sorry. And if I can make a point to that. So yeah. the reason why it's kind of important and what I found is let's say, so most of my networking events are real estate focused. And so like, there's a lot of times where I walk in and I'm like, man, today, for an example, I just need a plumber. I need a plumber. I need a plumber. And I'm, I'm like only focused on trying to find, Hey, do you know a plumber? Do you know a plumber? And, but you know, I've probably talked to a bunch of people and it's like, Oh man, you're a wholesaler, which is a person that will sell me a house off off market just for Mm -hmm. people that are listening. Um, and it's like, I've now built this big portfolio. Like I have so many people because you never know when you can connect the right person with, with the right person. I used to get made fun of when I worked in Gentex because I mean I literally just knew everybody, right? They're like, Oh, you know a guy with a bounce house. And I was like, Yeah, I friend that owns an entertainment company. Like I, I just know a bunch of people. And they're like, Oh, you just know it. and I was like, Yeah, I can set up an entire party 
literally from three text messages. I get the same <laughs> thing as softball. They're like, you have somebody for everything, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good thing. Because to have. I, I need somebody for everything. So that, and you know, so sometimes you forget that you, you might not need it right now, but you might need it later down the road. Right. And so that's why it's good to ask people, mm-hmm. what do you do? And yeah you know, Hey, you might not need us as a podcast right now because you're not thinking about that, but like, then you're getting big and you're like, how do I get myself out there? Oh, Hey, I met these podcast guys. I wonder if I can reach out to them. Right. It's a hundred percent. I did not expect to meet you guys there. And just even just hearing you talk to someone else intrigued me to want to come up and ask you a little bit more later. So it's, it's those different conversations. And I would say, you know, there's such a, there was the two boards, right? When you walk through the one of how did you feel before you came in to break room therapy and how did you feel when you left? I think that's a really great way that uh, Don could capitalize too, just to follow up with people is how did you feel before you came in and how did you feel when you left? Did you feel like you made some great connections? You know, did you feel intimidated and scared or nervous and just like, alone when you came in and did you feel like you made some great friendships and had some great connections when you left the room because what that does is it helps people like hold on to that value a little bit more and say okay that was purposeful I need to do more of that it's just like that reminder of what you just did yeah and you know I I think that would be an awesome I mean that's a great little feedback of hey like did I get what I wanted out of this if not you know what can Mm -hmm. I what can I do Mm -hmm. The, the girl that brought the salads yeah she she had said that she doesn't do a lot of that and you know she needs to get out and do more of it. And I, I remember when she was leaving, Dawn asked her and she's like, Yeah, I think it was really good. And and Dawn basically said to her, Hey, good job getting out of your comfort zone. Cause I know this yes. is kind of not your yep. wheelhouse and, and you were willing to go and, and do it. And that's that's a huge step for some people. Yeah. Yes. You know, um, and there there's there's one lady who's a bookkeeper, right? And mm-hmm. she's very timid. And it's yeah. fine. I'm fine with that. But like, I gave her a great lead and I know that my people are, I'm just going to say it, they're shitty. They're horrible at follow up there, but I also know their life and what they're at right now. And I was like, she's like, Oh, I put a proposal out and they haven't responded. And I was like, did you follow up? Well, no, I gave them a proposal. And I was like, but did you ask them where they're at? Like, and so I actually, I, because of who I am, I just was like, Hey, hold on. I'm gonna throw a text. Jeremy, yeah. where the hell are you with this man? dude, like, you know, we're in crunch zone. I'm going to reach out to her by the end of the month or, you know, the beginning of next month. And I was like, great. Awesome. I was like, see all you had, like, because I lead by example and I'm like, all you have to do is make sure you follow up with them. Cause like Jeremy's good at responding. And I told you, Sean's not going to be. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, you're new at this. Like you need, like, this is where the number one biggest key is follow up. Like call and follow up like all the time. It's so much easier nowadays than it was when I was growing up. No, because you can text somebody, you can email them. It's so non-confrontational. Yep. Like right. back in my day, you either showed up at their door or you called them on the phone. <laughs> right. I'll make phone calls. So. <laughs> I was screwed. Yeah. But you know what? You just spoke to something that I think is really important. And I talk about a lot with my side of clients is that these things are not often taught you know, and they're just the things that you have to learn through. So when you're learning how to connect and network and build relationships, you kind of have to just follow and look around what other people are doing. Unless you really take time to learn, it's not a skill that's taught in school. Nobody like spends time on marketing, networking, building relationships 101. You know, it's something that 
unfortunately, people watch people do it. And a lot of people watch people do it the wrong way and then adopt that methodology for their connecting. And it's just this spiral of like, no, don't do that. Or like you said, it just takes a follow-up. Like, just think outside the box of what you've always seen and what a human would do. Like, what would you just naturally think to tell someone else to do is, well, did you follow up? You know, but we're (laughs) so like, we're so stuck in what we think we know sometimes that we just follow those patterns. Yeah. So this, this works every time. This is the way I do it. And I don't need to, or want to change. And and it's always really hard for me when it's a new business owner. And I'm, I'm, I always consider myself new and I've been in business for 13 years. Like, I, there's always people with more knowledge. There's always people that have been there. They've right. done something different. And so when you're when you're that person, I'm like, look, I'm not going to tell you how to run your business. I'm just going to give you some of the best advice you're ever going to get. You just don't realize it. Right. right. You realize that come for, comes from a coach's mentality. Very much. Okay. Because you and I, we both coach. Yeah. Um, and we know this works. Yep. But maybe whatever you're doing also works. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to make you conform to myself. I'm going to say, hey, what you're doing works great. Awesome. Yeah. If it doesn't, then you're going to do what I tell you to do. <laughs> yep. And uh, so. That's cool. Yeah. I, and oh, I, I really think that'd be a good idea for Dawn to like have like sticky notes or something that yeah. she could put on different boards of like, hey, this is what I'm here for. And this is what yeah. I'm looking for. Yeah. So. And I, I think for, um, you know, for the people at that event, it's it's really about creating that experience, right? It's how can a vendor, like if you're at a trade show or an event, how do you show up? And in a very short amount of time, how do you connect with someone? How do you build trust with them? How do you promote? How do you like all these things that have to happen in such a short time frame for someone to actually want to take next steps and do business with you? Because that's really that assess phase, right? Everyone that walks in the door is assessing the room. They're assessing the environment. They're assessing the vendors. And you have such a quick time, short time frame to get them to admit that they want to move forward with you. Yep. And, so, and you know, when you bring that point of, hey, you walk in, you assess the room. Yeah. I and we Okay. So it's it's a fact that within three seconds of seeing somebody, you're judging them. It's, it's a natural state that happens in your mind. As you said, tall, big, burly guys, I don't know what to expect. So I, it's one reason why I'm an extrovert is because I know that people are actually intimidated to come up to me. So I'm going to come up to you and I'm going to, I'm going to show you who I really am. And Mm -hmm. sometimes it's too much for people, (laughs) but like, (laughs) you know, I say, oh, hey, great. Yeah. Like, oh man, you're, you're easy to talk to. I mean, I hope so. Yeah. Mm Um. Well, I mean, we yeah. talk about that with all our financial stuff too. I mean, outside yeah. of the financial world, we are very competitive. Very. But when it comes to the financial world, this is the only place where we celebrate everyone's wins. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Like on a softball field, I hate everyone. <laughs> I want to beat you. We're competing. Yep. But if you come to me and say, hey, I just paid off this credit card. I owed $10,000 on it. It only took me six months. Yep. I am the happiest person in the world. And I didn't do anything. Yeah, the lady, right. the lady last night. Yeah, the lady last night talking about her debt. And she's like, yeah, I don't have any debt anymore. And we're like, great. That's awesome. We're, we're excited for her. And, you know, and then we get into the next level of like, are you doing this? Well, no. Great. Like, this is where this is where we think you need to get Well, and she's to. talking about her kids. And we're like, yeah. well, have your kids done this? And she's like, no. 
well, they need to do this. <laughs> yeah. So, um, wins are wins are huge, and when and when you think about for that event, especially for the vendors or for Dawn, you know what were those wins? I mean, the the wins were pretty simple, especially since there's there was no fee to participate as a vendor. You know, it was free first first one to register. You know, fill up the slots, and it's yours. So the return on investment was easy, right? You just talk to people, make some connections, and you've met some sort of return on investment there with relationships. Yep. But when you think of those wins, you know, it's a hard one for people um, sometimes to overcome the fears of standing there, especially like we talked a little bit last night about overcoming objections, yep. you know, and when you get those questions and those those hard things that you have to, again, navigate in a short amount of time and be able to get people into that admit phase. Actually, I mean, the overcoming objections is more buyer's remorse, right? Like people have to like understand the value of something in order to want to buy it. So a, a great tip for the vendors is to really start understanding the value of what their products are and how to share that value through stories, through like the painters had the pictures, they had the demos there. Um, you know, April with her CBD, she had great display. The display is so important to be able to show value in what you have. Um, oh, yeah. It's what we're the, horrible at. Yeah, we, we bring <laughs> no, a sign. You... We bring a sign. No, we we've done yeah. a, we've done one expo thing, and we just brought a backdrop with our banner, and yeah, we just put the banner just up. And that, here it is. But you know, a couple stickers. We had a, well, we had yeah, a lot of stickers. stickers. But I'm saying you, you do know, have stickers. Yeah, we didn't. Uh, you know, we we didn't do this whole because we weren't selling anything except for ourselves, right? Yeah. We're just right. This out there. Hey, so. come over here, roll some dice, and and you get a free prize. Have some fun, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, and so that you know that's great. Is when you have a booth, make sure you're utilizing your booth to the the full potential. Um, yeah, even even when it goes as far as swag, um, I go back to the painting lace because I just love them. They, I I wish I could remember their names off the top of my head, but I. I already want to work on a project with them just because they were so real with me mm -hmm. the whole time I talked to them. Um, but one of the things with on their table, they had candy, right? They yep. had this bag of candy, which is completely unrelatable to their company. So, and I told them this, I'm like, I feel like, you know, a great suggestion for some swag would be something that someone's not going to eat and throw away and forget about, but something like a paintbrush or, you know, the, the painter's tape or something that yeah. something tangible for your business that um, they can give them and that they can be remembered by. Yeah. And oh, I, I don't know that, if I froze. No, I think that that's a great idea. Were the painters? Uh, the one was Lisa. Yes. Um, I wanted to know. say Lisa. I was like, no, yeah, that's not. I say. And uh, yeah, it, you know, and that I agree with exactly what you're saying. Hey, do, you know, give something that's part of your business. Uh, we talked about last night uh, doing the soy candles. I don't know if you remember those. Sure. Yeah, because my wife did those many, yeah. many years yeah, ago. And, and I, talked, I talked to him because I watched a, a guy on YouTube and he talked about how he basically ruined the entire thing because what he did was he, he, bought, he bought all the wicks for like, 13 cents right and he he'd go and give the wicks for free he's like here here's a wick now you have to go fill now you have to get a jar now you have to fill it and you're going to want to do this and he goes you put yes. something cheap into their hands they're going to want to do this yeah and uh yeah yep. I, it's a huge huge thing and i was like man i gotta learn how to do you know because business cards again they just go into pockets and yeah people forget about them right and um you know i don't know if you're going to bring up the point but like one thing I do horrible at unless I 
you know, it's usually the first of the year where I'm like, Hey, every time I meet somebody, I'm going to take their cards. I'm going to put them in my pocket. And then I'm going to reach out within the next two days and email them go, Hey, it was nice meeting you or text them go, Hey, it was nice meeting you. Send their name, send my name and what it was that they had. So that way we have communication. And then I, I usually just fail at it, you know, as the year goes on. Cause again, follow-up is huge. Yes. I, I, I will speak to that if that's okay, because I I feel like that's been something that (coughs) I've really been um, wanting to share more and more is I I feel like there's so many opportunities for connections, right? So you, you get business cards, you get postcard mailers, you get opportunities at an event, you get, you know, whether it's indoor, outdoor, you get podcast opportunities. There's, there's not a lack of opportunity out there and not even a lack of creative, unique opportunities out there to connect and build relationships. So, you know, when I am like talking about 52 connections that or anything like on that, and people are like, well, what's the biggest challenge with connecting or staying connected or making sure you follow up to build those relationships? I don't think that's the problem. I think it's that we run, we're so busy or we fill our schedule with other things and we don't make it a point. Like we have that great, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take these cards. It's a great intention and like really great heart. Like I want to do this and I'm going to do this, but then we don't take that next step and like put it on our calendar and set an alarm or make sure we have those cards laid out for the next morning. And, you know, it's those next steps that we don't do, or we find the time to make time for something else. And that's where the relationships and connections and things falter is that, we had these opportunities and we didn't take the next steps. So, and that's no fault to you because you have the great intention. It's just, it's just that reminder to like, I feel like this, that's the hardest part. And it's hard for me too. I fall be, you know, the more connections you make, the more follow through you have to do, right? Yep. So and, and you- there's a time, you know, and there, there, it, you have to figure out, Hey, and, and a lot of time, I don't know what the excuse is. It's just, Hey, I'm, I'm busy doing something else or I didn't, or I didn't feel I got any value out of the aspect of things. I, you know, I don't, I, I'm not a person of excuses. Right. But I will say, Hey, there's something in, in me that said it wasn't worth my time because I tell people all the time, if it's worth doing, you're going to, you know, you're going to go put full effort at it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, if somebody told you, Hey, you have to go walk a mile a day for a year and they're going to hand you a million dollars. If you're not a multimillionaire, and that's all you have to do is walk a mile a day. I guarantee you're setting an alarm. That's the first thing you're doing when you get out. <laughs> you're probably going to be scared to get in a car to get hit. So that way you walk that mile every day, right? Like, yeah. Um, yeah. And and people forget about these types of things. And it's it's just do it, right? Like it is the hardest. Sometimes some people it's it's just so easy because they're you know the, the actual connecting with them is the hardest part. The following through, they're like, oh, I love to just send an email and text and. <laughs> you know, you know, hey, oh, hey, I need a personal assistant to do that. Great. If that's what's going to make you successful, then hire that person, right? And that's yeah. whole another topic. That's a whole. Yeah. Like, <laughs> even when we look at what we do here, yeah. you yeah. collect a lot of things. Very much. And then do what? Hand it to you. Absolutely. <laughs> because I know that you're going to follow through. Right. Right. Like I'm, I'm going to ask right on the spot. If she said no, there's a really limited chance that I'm actually going to remember. Yeah, you're never getting back a hold of her. Right. If she was like, hey, I can do it in two weeks, I'm going to be like, great. I'm so glad you can do it in two weeks. And then she would have to hit me up and go, hey, are we still on for this two weeks? No, you would oh, sit yeah, there totally. and hand it to me and go, hey, are we going to have Sarah on in two weeks? And I'd be like, yeah, I, I got it covered. We're good. Yeah, say, but like, 
Although, and I know that I just won't do that, right? I'm not saying this isn't a priority. It's just you need the immediate right. yes return on investment. I do it, and well, without that, you it just it goes by the wayside because you just have so much other things yeah, going on. Right. Well, you know, and I'm doing it with a million other people. It's a survival mechanism too, right? Like there's that other piece of that that's very survival mode that people, especially right now, when you think about recession readiness and things like that, it's like, what are the most important things I have to do right now? Is it getting back to all these business cards of people that I met at this networking event or is it this? And it's that priority too, because we're in, a lot of us are in a survival mode, especially business owners, right? It's what do you have to day to day do today to get the most bang for the buck in the day that you have the 24 hours that you have to do it and make the most of the connections that you can. So there's that too. Yeah. And I want to go on my soapbox for two seconds. When you say 24 hours a day, right? That's what I tell people. <laughs> like it literally, like as a business owner, it's 24 hours a day, right? I had to get yelled at by a few people that I shouldn't be sending text messages between the hours of 11 and 3 a.m. Oh, right. Sure. But like it, I, again, I, when I was working my job, I would call leave. I knew I was leaving a voicemail because it was his office phone or whatever. And I'd call my lender at, on my drive at two 30 in the morning. I'm like, Hey Rob, it's Nick. I need to have a conversation. So like eight 30, nine o'clock, I was the first person he's calling. He's like, man, dude, do you ever sleep? And I'm like, no, I try not to. Right. Like, <laughs> but, and, and, and these people, I think most business owners and a lot of people that I come, that come to networking events, they say that they're doing this, but it's like, are you really like, are you holding yourself to a big 12 hour day? Like, or, Hey, I have a day job. I'm working nine hours. And then I come home and I'm exhausted and I put in 30 minutes of work and say, I'm working in my business. Yes. Uh, I'm not trying to be a dick, but are you really, are you actually giving it the full effort, the full everything? Like yeah. how bad do you want it? Because you're right. And especially when we talk about connections and networks and relationships, it is not a short term game. It is a long haul. You don't get like if you expect to and you're you're lucky enough that can happen where you get immediate results the first time you connect with someone and you send out five referrals and you're like best friends for life and you do business and become partners. Right. Great. But most of the time, it's a process. It takes multiple touches or multiple times to connect with someone to really like get into that circle bubble where you're doing collaboration work because you have to build trust. And so if you're in it for the short game of it and you're like instant gratification, I'm going to be nine to five and work within my hours. Sometimes it takes working a little bit later so that you can wrap your mind around what can I do beyond myself and my time and my bubble right now to like reach these people that I need to connect with outside of these hours? Because that's when my brain can do it too. And it's just putting in that time and that effort and that desire to want to be in it for the long haul for the relationships. And, and, and you know, it goes back to the excuses of, I got to get to more of these. I got to get to more of these. And so yeah, that brings us to one of the first questions that we have okay. <laughs> say is, if people want to get to more of these and they keep saying it, what's the best way to go about finding networking events? Yeah, I think one of the very best ways, everyone has a phone nowadays and most people are on Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram. I use Facebook as a big platform and also LinkedIn and you can actually just search events in Facebook. So if you do a Facebook event search, um, you can actually type in what type of event you're looking for. 
Um, so you can decipher, do you want to attend entrepreneur business types? Do you want to attend arts and crafts? Do you want to attend beer and, you know, drinking, parks, concert type events, whatever that is. So you can kind of narrow down your search and then you start just scrolling through what's coming up. And what I've done is just start reaching out to the person that is holding the event. So whoever the event coordinator is, I just send them a message and say, hey, I saw your event on Facebook or I saw an event right. I saw it on LinkedIn. Yep. I This is what I do. I would love to support your mission and what you've been a part of. And I'm wondering if there's any space for something that I do to be able to contribute or partner with that. And so, um, and, and kind of, I leave that open. So I don't say I'd love to be a vendor with a table at your event because that's very direct and maybe they don't need that, but maybe I can fill a different space. Maybe I can volunteer or maybe I can show up and help in another way or um, maybe they need a speaker. And if I don't narrow it down to, I'd love to have a table, maybe they say, wow, well, what you're doing, have, would you like a breakout session? You know? Yep. So I think opportunities are there. If you just kind of reach out and say, I'd love to contribute to what you're doing. And is there a space for what I have to offer to be a part of that with you? That's where I had found, and I would schedule events probably five times, five days a week when I was doing a lot of events consistently, I was doing them five five days out of seven usually, and a lot of them are on the weekends. So I would say if you're a person that wants to participate in a lot of events, you might want to get used to the idea of working some weekends for a little bit because a lot of them happen evenings and weekends, depending on the season too, a season's effects when events happen. Um, I would put on your own platforms that you're searching for events. Like I'd love to participate in new events. I'm hoping to grow my business this way. If anyone knows of any uh, suggestions or opportunities out there, please, you know, send me a message, let me know, I'd be grateful. And just kind of put that ask right out there. I would, any part of groups that you're a part of, if you're a part of groups, I would ask if they know of any events coming up, or I would host your own, like Don did, and just open up your space and say, hey, I'd love to have a small group come out and visit and network. So. Those would be um, another great way is if you're a vendor and you are, you go to events, I would start taking some cards with you and not have them like in your hand, like you're like, you know, spread yeah, them out on the them, table, yeah. right? But just have them in your back pocket and start going to events and saying, hey, how did you hear about this event? And, and start asking people how they are and how many years have you participated here? And what do you like most about this event? And kind of get a feel for how much did this event cost you to participate in? Do you, you know, is there a lot of traffic? Did you get a pretty good return on investment? You know, things like that. If they've been coming year after year, I would definitely be talking to the director of the event while I was there and saying, you know, I've really heard some great feedback from your vendors already. It sounds like everyone loves participating in your events. If you have any space coming up in your next one, could I be on your invite list? Would that be a possibility? I, I have a card, I have your contact list and make sure that you leave them a way to contact you and get their contact information. Sure. And I think oh, that's did I freeze? great uh -oh. advice. I mean, we can still hear you. Yeah, we can hear you. You're just froze. It's all right. We'll catch up. We oh. are. Can you hear us? Oh, I, hello. I, I think I froze. Did yeah, I freeze you did, or did you? We heard everything you said. We like. heard everything you said. It was great. Did I freeze like this? Yes. Uh, yeah, okay. absolutely. Sorry. That was the look. <laughs> say you nailed it um okay. <laughs> you know, and, and i think that's great advice right because if it's an event that's 
bigger, right? I mean, they're doing something right. So yeah, mm-hmm. want to get part of that. Um, even with us last night, yeah, we didn't go and pitch. Hey, we do a podcast. Yeah, every room we went into, every yeah. person we went up to. Hey, what do you do? What do you do? It's always my first question. And mind you, we're looking yeah. for content, which is one of the reasons we're like, hey, what do you do? Yep. But at the same time, we yeah. also like to know. Yep. And um, you know, and then you know, I, I used to make the joke of uh, people are like, oh, I don't know how to open it up, and I was like, you always just start out with how much does a polar bear weigh. Enough to break the ice. <laughs> Hi, I'm Nick, right? Like, um, but really, yeah. like, it's just, hey, what do you tell me about you? Because most people love to talk about themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Right? They do. Say. Yeah. And so you'll you'll get that. And then that, at, sometimes it will reciprocate. Oh, hey, what do you guys do? Oh, okay, great. This is, this is exactly it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so see, I'm going to I'm going to spitfire a few questions your way. See if we okay. can hit these. All right. How do I go? We actually just asked it. How do I go about attracting business meetups and groups to my restaurant? Oh, okay. So that's a great question. And I've, I've worked with some coffee shops and restaurants that have done this as well. So you can have after hours meetups, um, opportunities like that, or, um, I guess I'd wonder if they were doing it during business hours or after business hours, but, what I would start your audience that you currently work with that comes into your restaurant or coffee shop, whatever it may be. Um, if it's restaurant, the audience that comes in every single day is your warmest people. Like they're already your customers that love you and trust you. I would start with them as your promoters. Um, I would start with probably just having conversations with everyone, putting a, some little something by the register or behind you, some flyers up. If you have a deli case or some displays for food, put them up in the bathrooms. I would have QR codes on them that people can just scan in a hurry when they're checking out and paying that learn about our um, after hours meetup or come visit us for some networking time. They can scan the QR code right there. It takes them right to the event where they can sign up. I would um, start having people instantly that they know that they're friends with that are going to come. I'd start having them instantly start signing up for the event and then sharing it with their friends. And maybe another great thing to do is offer a giveaway. So um, have something that they can like a gift certificate or something that they can offer to say, get registered by this date for the event and to be entered to win this prize and have some sort of offer there and then have a door prize, you know, for everyone that shows up in the door, um, you're also entered here. So have some sort of registration opportunity and have some sort of in the, in the door kind of opportunity for them to all people love free things and to get them there, whatever you need to do to get them there is always great. But, and even if they can chamber, if they're part of a chamber of commerce, the chamber will allow them to share on their website, on the chamber website. So that's a great, any memberships that they're already paying for a subscription for should allow them to share. I would have them put that on their Facebook page, on any social platforms, having them um, ask. I've had people, I've encouraged them to like have a contest, like in order to win this prize or whatever, some sort of thing you know, like, share, comment on this post. And that way it gets more traction and traffic that way. So I would do some of those kinds of things. Utilize the audience that they have first and foremost, and the ones that are like, heck yeah, I'll support you and 
just asking their customers, hey, we really want to have this event. Can you share this with as many people as you can? And those kinds yeah. of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that that's huge. Um, I'll say my uh, my next question. Um, well, right, can so I, I say one more thing with that one too? Please do. Just one, one more tip with that would be yeah. if they did host the event, um, however many people there are in the room, I would say to get a group photo. And that's one thing I would say for Dawn's event too. If she did it, I don't know if they did that at the end, but even at the beginning, get a group photo before people take off and leave. Because as people see people there, like we are those kinds of creatures, right? Where we're like, we have this FOMO and we're like, oh, that looked like a fun event. Man, I'm bummed I missed that. That was so cool. I wish I would have known. And then we start to look for it again. So I would share in in the events I would be posting very frequently what's happening. Oh, we had so-and-so many people register. Oh, we're super excited about this. Don't forget to get entered for your giveaway, whatever. And then at the end, make sure they thank everyone for coming, show some after pictures, share their next event, already have a date in mind to do it that's, again. I think that's absolutely huge. Yeah, I, yeah. I um, and great tips. This isn't a picking on Dawn thing. This is I mean, some, no. some well, and again, you don't know what you don't know. Right. And so, like, you know, I'd asked her at the end of yesterday, I was like, hey, when's your next event? I don't know. And I was like, right. Cause in the time before that, I was like, one of the best mm-hmm. advice I can give you is like, start setting this on a constant so that way yes bring consistency people you know you're you know a little bit of this because you run yeah event. I, I do i say um i've run multiple for different groups and Perfect. um you know we we have one where it's set every second monday of the month no change right um it's 6 p.m every 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 month mm-hmm. yeah and, you know um i'm part of excuse me i'm part of a magic club right and that's every fourth Monday of the month. Um, yeah. So you're saying the first or third Monday of the month? Right. Say, well, and that's another question I'm going to ask is, yeah. do you think that there should be a specific, like, so you're saying, hey, schedule another event. Do you think to pick the same day and time every time? Do you think to change dates? You know, I, I know of an event and it's actually, so uh, Dawn was interviewed by, these people who host a Thursday morning breakfast uh-huh. and it's been going for years and there's two or three people that show up and that's all it's ever showed up really for like this long of time. So, yeah. you know, how do I, how do I change that? How do I get, you know, so they're doing mm-hmm. something wrong in yeah. theory. So what is your suggestion on, on that? Yeah. So a couple of different things, one seasons affect when people can come to an event and then your audience also affects when they can get there. So if you're, you know, with, in Dawn's case, you guys mentioned it's a lot of women, right? And so are women, are they moms? Do they have kids? You know, they're sporting. Is it, you know, in the fall, there's so many sport sport things going on that it's really hard to pick those times. And then in the summer, you got kids getting out of school in June. And so I think timing is important to think about what season you're going into to plan your next event, whether it's every month or three months, what's the next month coming up. If it's in the winter, you're more likely to be able to do some of those evening and weekend things because people are like, whatever, they don't have all the sports and crazy schedules unless, you know, you're into those kinds of sports and things. But um, and then if they're parents or if they're um, business owners earlier, 
and lunchtime, right? You got to get your early morning before business hours start and you got to get your lunchtime people. So I think it just depends on those couple of things. But I do think also gauging with your audience. So maybe for like the, you know, the next event that Dawn does, for example, maybe she picks the next time just based on the biggest success she's had. She's had two. She told me at her first one, she had about 30 participants. I don't know how many she had at this one, but kind of deciding, okay, the first one had 30, this one had this many, what day of the week was this one? What day and time? Picking that, I'm gonna do it again on this time. For my next one, let the audience know, but I would also be asking everyone in the room what that time worked. And then everyone that like registered and didn't show up or that, cause she now has an email list, right? She has all these invitations and however many invitations to people that she sent out that didn't show up, I'd start kind of surveying them too and say, we had it, or, you know, we had a really awesome event. I'd love for you guys to be able to participate next time. I noticed you could make it. I'm bummed that I miss you. I wish you could make it out. What would be a better time for you? Um, so I think you have an opportunity, especially if you're capturing emails, to send out a poll or some sort of follow-up that says, you know, we want to continue to grow and reach more people in the community and make this even bigger. We might need to even expand outside of our four walls to do that. But what are the best times for you guys in the summer? And then, you know, ask maybe again in the fall. Because you do have to kind of gear towards your specific audience. Oh, I say I agree. And with that, right, you mentioned, hey, we can outgrow these four walls. But that's where mm -hmm. networking comes in. Because I almost guarantee there's somebody here or somebody that will come in that owns a bigger place than you and mm -hmm. doesn't want to do this. They're already just so busy. They can make it for the hour, mm -hmm. but they don't have the three hours to set up. They don't have the want, the need to get food, to get drink, to do all this. Hey, can we use your space? I'll do the setup. Great. Like, you know, Hey, because there's people, yeah. there's people who would love to be the head of the event who want to share their product, but don't have the space. Right. So like find a need, fill a need. Right. Well, I know how much work went into this because Correct. we yeah. don't clean the rooms the way they looked last night. Like <laughs> there was not glass on the floor. Right. Now, when my wife cleans rooms, there's always some glass on the floor. Yep. I'm much more meticulous because I have OCD and she'll yell at me. She's like, hey, we don't have time for that. Just yeah. get it dirty clean and we're great. Yep. Whereas last night when you walked into a room, you weren't stepping on glass. Nothing was getting stuck in your right. shoes. She made sure that it was clean. Yep. No, and that's, you know. Yeah. So, well, here's the other thing too, real quick to note on that. Um, I think for Dawn or for anyone listening that is thinking, when is the perfect time? I think you also have to consider what's the purpose of your event? You know, if you want to get bigger, why? Why do you want to get bigger? Do you want to reach more people? Because I think for Dawn, she has a special niche where she can bring people into a space. But if you go much bigger, do you lose opportunities for people to really have a, a unique opportunity to connect? Does it get too busy? Do they not get to see her space? Is the goal to like network and grow break room therapy? Or is it just to grow other people's business outside of break room therapy? You know, so I think that has to be assessed for everyone as well. Do you want to stay small, you know, and right. intimate with people? Or do you want to get really big? And what's that goal look like and why? Right. And I, I think that you hit it right on the head, right? And I think that she, in Dawn's case, she needs to figure out what it's exactly for. Because, mm -hmm. hey, you know, if you get to 100 people and and there's somebody who is, 
you know, who has a hundred employees or whatever, and they're looking, they're like, man, we could, we can comfortably fit it. Or they get in there like, hey, we just can't comfortably fit a hundred employees in here. Right. But then Don can go, well, hey, you know what? We we do this many blocks and actually have rotations and you could do it this way. She could sell yeah. herself at that point, right? Um, and it's yeah. like, hey, you have business owners. And if you're gearing towards, come let your business have de-stress. Or if you're just, hey, my business is out here, come do it. And yeah. that's exactly what you said. Um, mm-hmm. You're good at this. Uh, <laughs> say it's, it's oh, thank you. For living. <laughs> um, so my, my other question, all right, so... And this is a personal Nick question. So I go to a bunch of real estate meetups or I go to meetups yeah. and um, I'm not getting the results I want. What can I do to change that? Okay. So yeah, it's definitely, it could be dependent on something. So I, when people are not getting the results that they want, first we step back and say, okay, well, what are the results you're hoping for? Obviously, you know, are you hoping to walk out with a bunch of business cards? Are you hoping that you meet one amazing person that you can sit down and have coffee with and collaborate on some cool business ideas with? Like what's the return on investment is, should be, I feel like the first thing that you think about, not that that's your primary focus, but that when you leave the event, you can say, you know what mission accomplished and 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 maybe it's just simple you start small i'd like to meet one person that really understands what i'm trying to do i really understand what they're trying to do and i walk out of the room like that was so worth my time i'm so glad i sacrificed you know whatever it is over here for this hour and a half two hours to be there because that's how i walked out of last night you know it was an hour drive for me to get there it was already the end of my day and I'm like, you know, I just want to see what this is. I've never seen break room therapy. I want to support Dawn. That was my goal. Support Dawn, see break room therapy so that I can share with 52 connections for her too. But I walked out with a much broader feeling. And that's that should be kind of what do you want to walk away from feeling? I go with that. I want to walk away feeling accomplished like that was worth my time and value. Um so if you're not getting those results, then there's a couple of things you need to think about. Are you going in with a pitch? Are you going in to sell? Are you just going and talking about yourself? Um, are you working the room with a bunch of leads? Because I think there's a very big mindset shift there. If you come into a room and everyone in the room is a lead for you or a potential lead, they're not a connection then. And so I think you need to walk into the room with a connection mindset of, stop calling me a lead. I'm not a lead. I don't want to be called the lead. You don't want to be called. I want to be called the connection. You know, I want, and um, sometimes, you know, we get into, I don't know if you guys notice this. I've noticed this and I call people out. Like, I'll be like, Hey, I'm over here because people can be talking to someone and they're looking behind you at the person that's walking past to see if they missed an opportunity while you were talking or they're reading the name tag, you know? And, um, I think those are the first things that I would assess is what's what's your goal for when you leave the room, what's happening in the room. And I often do observations like I'll sometimes in part of my training, I'll go out with the person kind of arm in arm and take them to a networking event and I will leave them and just kind of watch and see what's happening. Um, how's your body language? Are you reading other people's body language? When people step away from you with one foot, then they're telling you that they're trying to make an exit. Yep. You know, when they lean into you, they're intrigued and they want to learn more. When, you know, when they cross their arms, they're like kind of like unsure. 
when they're wide open, they're wide open. So it's it's understanding how to read your room and read the body language of the person that you're talking to too. So I would ask, you know, let's let's role play some body language. Let's have a conversation and I want you to show me how you present in a room. Like what would something be that you talk about and share if we were at a networking event together? And then as you do that, I would kind of say, okay, have you tried, um, you know, assessing that you do this or that you're looking left and right? Or did you know that you troll your hair a lot and that that makes be a signal of boredom when you're just nervous, you know, yeah. things like that. So no, I think no. it's taking a step back and looking at what's happening. And if you're in there to fish or if you're in there to make friends, you know, so. Well, and that's, you know, you make a great point of the friends, right? That's one thing I actually have a struggle with because mm -hmm. I've been going to this for six years and, it, you know, I, I miss one a year kind of a thing. Like it's a pretty consistent where I end up just going to talk to friends and forget that I'm supposed to be actually networking and going yes. to these new people and introducing myself. And so there's, cause there's times where it's just like, man, I'm at the end of my day, the same as you. And I almost forget that I'm there because I'm like, man, I just really want to catch up with this person because we haven't talked in forever, but that's not the time and the place to do it. Um, you know, I, and then we talked about it. Like I tend to, and I, you sometimes you have to have somebody that watches you. Right. And that's great because I had a buddy that was constantly, you know, he'd be like, look, you're just constantly at, or you're giving advice. You're never asking for it. And I was like, man, I never even, because it didn't bother me. Right. And the funny yes. thing is now, now that he pointed it out, I get so annoyed because I end up still doing it. And I'm like, man, I'm here for a mission. Dang it. Get out of my way. <laughs> like, I don't want to, it's not that yes. I want to talk to you. It's like, come get me, come get me after I'm done with the one task I have to do. I'm so straight focused. Like, well, I mean, I got that. Even with what we do, I mean, you know, we've done some networking things. We've yep. gone to, we went to Donut Beer Fest. Yep. And when we're there, we want to learn about what everybody else is doing because we are so money focused yep. that we not only want to share our knowledge of that, but we want to celebrate everyone's successes. So we sure. ask things like, hey, you know, what's your market share look like? Uh, what do you, what is your most popular brand? What are, what are you doing to, you know, bring in more people? Because those are things we actually care about. Yep. And there it is. we don't necessarily, you know, know everything, obviously, but we want to learn as much as we can. Be, and, and that's part of the reason why we do what we do. I mean, you know, we got bored during the pandemic. So we just started getting on zoom and talking about bullshit and it just kind of grew into hey this is what i know like you sat there going hey i know how to buy a house yep. let's give you that tj and danny went out and bought a house yeah. so um great. i i said hey let's take ten thousand dollars and throw it in dividend stacks and see how much we can make and i, I took ten thousand dollars from my daughter and threw it in a bunch of dividend stacks and she made a bunch of money yep. right so, i mean you know we look at those things and you know we're it's the only place we are at where we're always trying to help. Yep. Yeah. And, and you know, it doesn't matter the business, right? There's always something that we can hopefully see from the outside. Yep. You know, one of the things I used to share with a lot of people, um, you know, oh, hey, uh, I did that start garden mm -hmm. when Dom was in. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, what are you looking for? Oh, funding, funding, funding. And then when you tell people that you're funding, their whole everything changes and it just becomes not them. And I'm like, 
all right, I'm out. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't support you because yeah. you're just looking for the, you're looking for the easy way out. You're not looking to grind and tell me what you're going to do with my money and what my, my, my return. You forgot about me. Like I literally have the money. Tell me what the hell I'm getting first. Tell me what you're offering me. I I'm kind of out. Right. Like, and so that was, I stopped telling people that I have money. And then eventually if we've built a good enough relationship, I'll go, Hey, are you looking for a partner? Are you, or, you know, are you looking for to grow? Like, what do you, what do you want to grow? What do you want to do? And so I put it in yeah. different ways and I'm like, man, yeah, I have 25 K like, this is what I'm interested in. I want, I want, you know, two points, 11% and I want it for six months, a year, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And they're like, really? Yeah, great. Like you keep grinding. I'll give you yeah. a little bit, but I'm not going to hand you, well, you know, I really need a, a truck. And if I could just get that and I'm like, no, you're, you're, you're way out in left field. You're wrong. You're thinking about it completely different. Again, think about it as what, what can you, at that point, what can you give me? Because you need mm-hmm. me more than I need you. There's a million lending deals out there. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think you just spoke to two things that I just, I thought about as far as like calling things out, right. And how you do that and being really authentic in that and just saying exactly what it is that you're there for. Um, you had mentioned that, you know, you care about those things. Right. And so I think when, when you're having a conversation with people and you're like, if, cause results are different for everybody, you know, what do you want as far as results? If your results are having a good connection and a good feeling, like I mentioned, that's great. If your result is I need some sales, like I need to bring in some money and you're terrible at putting yourself out there, right. And asking, for a sale or putting your product out there for someone to buy because you want, you don't either you're nervous about how that's going to sound salesy, Mm -hmm. or you just feel like, you know, you're, you're thinking too much for them or, and about them that you just forget to say it. Um, I think having a way that you can bring that into the conversation where you care is super important. So when you're having those conversations, you're like, man, I don't want to say like, I have this podcast and I want to do this or want to do that. When they're talking to you and you're listening to them, you can bring what you do really easily into that by saying, you know what, that is really cool that you do that. I love that because I care about this too. And that's why I do this. And that really aligns with my way of thinking too. So I'm really glad that we that you just said that and that we get to talk about that. So that's a way that you can just kind of bring what you do right into the conversation while acknowledging that you heard them and that you care mutually about what's happening. Um, you know, I, I just wrote down the word practice, right? Going yeah. to more of these, the your first one's probably not going to be the greatest, right? I mean, and maybe you nail it, but then every time you go, you're supposed to get better. Um, there's times where you have a low, right? Cause you've done it for six years and you forget sometimes to refocus on it, but yeah, you know, pull yourself back and say, Hey, what am I here? You know, and it took me, it took me another friend because he's really about like this 20 hour work week type thing. And, you know, I had a lot of friends that like, Hey, what do you get out of it? And I was like, look, meeting, making connections is the biggest part of my bit. It's why I'm successful. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I need to find deals and it's great. And then they went and they were really successful for like a two year period. And then they hit this like, boom. And now it's funny. Cause I talk to them and they're like, man, relationship building. That's where you need to, you need to be in, you know, whether yeah. it's your bank, whether it's this, whether it's your contractor. And I'm like, I know I try to explain <laughs> this to you. Right. 
you asked me what I got of going to this, but it's really just that because maybe it's that person needs to see that you're constantly making the effort and they're, they're at the same thing as you, right? So because you're yeah. in houses, yeah. uh, finance guy. Okay. Do you always use Rob? Depending. But so my answer is no. Like if right, it, your answer is no. Right. You don't always use Rob. Right. But you know Rob. Yep. And you recommend Rob. Yep. You sent me Rob. Mm -hmm. We did an episode with Rob. We did, yeah. But he's not always going to get the deal for you. Correct. But you have that connection. And you know, hey, if I need to bounce something off somebody, even if I'm not going to use him, he's going to give me an honest answer. Yep. He's going to tell me what he can do. And and that's what it is. I, you're building that relationship so that, you know, he, he knows he's not necessarily going to help you on every deal. Well, he doesn't help me on any deals, but I still run a crap ton by him. All the time. <laughs> but he also knows he's going to get referrals from you. Yeah. I've made him a lot. I, I bought him a lake house. Yeah, exactly. He'll tell you. Because when somebody goes, hey, Nick, mm -hmm. I, I, I need somebody that can help finance this this mortgage. Mm -hmm. Hey, call Rob Delator. Yep. And, and it's making those connections is mm -hmm. huge. Um I think too that those connections that you have can also be very helpful for you if you're new at networking events. So taking the people that you know and bringing them in arm in arm with you and saying, hey, dude, like, I know you could benefit from this too. How about we do this together? It's sometimes easier to have a partner in crime mm -hmm. and just someone that you can bounce if you're extrovert, introvert, whatever, and that they can be like your wingman or wingwoman and if you fall and you get nervous and you stutter, they can help pick you up the conversation. It's okay to stutter. It's okay to be nervous. That's like a whole training, like be you. But, and I think people view that really well when you are not scripted, but I think having, and even if you, I tell people, if you're a member of the chamber or some sort of organization, again, use those people because you pay for that. Like bring them in and say, they have ambassadors, chambers have ambassadors, and they're supposed to meet you at the door and talk to you and connect you. So call ahead and say, hey, this is my first time coming to this event. Like, you know, those early bird breakfasts or chamber bashes, things like that. This is my first time coming. I'd love for an ambassador to walk me around the room and introduce me to people. And the same thing with any type of event, say, hey, you know, you might know more people. Can you come around and we can introduce people to introduce people? Like it just takes a, a little bit of the edge off sometimes. Yeah. And that's a great advice. I, mm. um, I do that with quite a few. <laughs> so one of the big things I've done now is when new people come up to me because they're like, oh, hey, how do you, how do you get to retired life? And I'm like, you're not there. Like, here's what I'm going to tell you, right? Go talk. This person's a wholesaler. This person's a contractor. This person's a plumber. Yeah. You're going to need to meet all those people before I can walk you through any part of what you, what you want to get to. Right? right. I love your, I love your end goal, but here's what I'm going to tell you. I did. I literally met all of these people and then it all came together at once. Oh, yeah. and sometimes it, yes, it makes sense. Or sometimes they're like, no, I just want to know the end result. And I'm like, you can know the end result, but it doesn't change your life. Right. Right. And sometimes people just mm -hmm. don't, they, you know, they don't process that and take a step back and go, Hmm, I really yeah. should listen to that advice. So, yes um yeah but uh now you, you had mentioned um you know having giveaways i really enjoy that idea of mm -hmm. of getting it out there um you know yeah. one thing I'm, I'm horrible at we talked about i'm horrible at technology uh 
because I don't want to be good at it, right? Like, yeah, I know enough to turn my phone on and drop it into a pool, but <laughs> say otherwise. <laughs> now, so do you have advice for people that aren't good at the the technology side, but would love to host an event? Yeah. So, I mean, think back to old school, how people used to do it. And that's really how the best relationships are built these days. They're not built on social media, even though we utilize those platforms for social media, what the real meat of relationships happen person to person. So I encourage people go old school and pound the pavement, like go around your community. Everyone can put a flyer together, right? And if you can't, you probably know someone or someone you know knows someone that can help you put a simple flyer together and have them print it off at the local library or at home and take them physically into your community. Hang them up at libraries. Ask your local restaurants or coffee shops if you can put one up on their... Most places have a cork board for business cards and flyers. Ask them to put them up out there. Talk to your friends and family. Ask them to share the event have that contest, you know, and you can get a lot of engagement through social media without being tech savvy by having other people do the work for you. So, you know, all you have to do is like comment and share, and you'll be entered for this like big giveaway. And then all these people are building your engagement and things for you at that point. Um, you know, email messaging can go either way. It can be simple or it can be difficult for people. So, If, you know, if you're good at emails and if you have some emails, I would do a mass message for emails. But if you're not, don't even worry about it. Some people don't read them and it's hit or miss. I think if you go in and this is how I've done a lot of event planning and reached a lot of people is if you just go in the front door, introduce yourself and say, hey, I'm putting on this event. This is why I'm putting it on, why I feel it's important. I'd love for you guys to be able to participate and be a part of it with me. Would I be able to at least put up a flyer in your window or, you know, share a little bit more about it with you, get people talking about it. And um, so I know we kind of jumped on a little bit. I don't know if I got the direct answer. Do, do you think that it should be stuck to the exact same time, the exact same day? Um, to oh, build- yeah. I mean, <laughs> again, I think that depends on you know, your, your target market. I think if it's business owners and you need to get to them early in the morning, I think you should be consistent at an, in the morning and the lunchtime so that they can plan their schedules. Because again, you're in, you know, you're trying to get them to interrupt their work schedule to be a part of this too, potentially depending on their work. But, um, and and that also can apply for moms, you know, that are home, like doing homeschool and things like that. If you're working with a lot of women, they might if they're at home working, they need to work around their schedule to be able to do that. So I do like, I do like consistency. I do. And it, but also being aware that your consistency might be for three months, you know, consistent for three months. And when that change of season comes, if things interfere seasonally, you might have to shift that around or gauge it by just asking the group. So, but I think people like, consistency and being able to plan ahead yeah and you know what i what i found when i started ours you know the few is doing doing consistency and doing exactly what you said hey what did i have for engagement when did it happen are people willing to come out at this day and this time 
Yeah. Well, all right. Hey, they can do one-offs because they're like, hey, and so we get a random group. And then there's times where we'll switch it from a yeah. Thursday to a Wednesday. And, you know, we, we listen to it. And one of the biggest things I do is just listen to people. Oh, man, you know, it'd be so much easier if you did one on the northeast side. Well, do you know a place? Mm -hmm. I'll host it over there. Hey, do you know? You know, great. If not, we'll, you know, because I have one that's consistent at the exact same spot, the exact same time. I have one that we bounce from different breweries or restaurants and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, great. If you know of a place, man, we're always more than willing because I want to make that connection as well. I'll yeah. Walk up and say, this is what we do. We bring 100 people and here we go. Yeah. Well, another thing I just thought of too, as you were talking with um, people that are putting a vendor event together, um, again, having people do the work for you goes a really big, long way. So if you're going to just host an event with participants coming in, you know, that's a, it can be a little trickier to get people to attend for a workshop versus if it's a vendor event, you've also got all your vendors. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking at having a vendor event, mapping out how many vendors you're going to have and coming up with maybe a vendor fee, depending if you're renting out a hall or something and you need to pay for that, having a vendor fee, mm -hmm. but then also offering a discount, like, you know, 5% or 10% off your booth fee if you share this event out on your social media platforms by this date and really get that push going so that you can see it circulating. I, you know, I don't want to call the person out, but I think what you said there was a huge key because it's really hard sometimes to ask people for money because you're scared mm -hmm. that you won't get vendors. But one thing we noticed last night was there happened to be a room that nobody was in. Why? Mm -hmm. Because that person didn't actually commit to their spot because they had nothing. They had no skin in the game. That's what I tell mm -hmm. you. You always have to have somebody to have skin in the game, right? I don't care if you charge these vendors $5 yes. for their table, right? Like, Hey, I agree. commit to me because you're out nothing except for now they think about, man, I paid, I want to get my $5 worth or my $10 worth. Even right. if you handed them, even if your vendor, like for Dawn, for an example, even if, and, and I'm a huge fan of one thing, I think I'll give her free advice. Um, so let me keep going with my first thought, but like the $10, right? Every vendor should be able to take that $10 and get a gift card for it. If that's what you want to do. Don't tell them they're getting it type thing, but here, here's your money back. If, if that's what you feel you're going to do. But one yeah. thing I think Dawn needs to do is everybody that attends these things, they should be getting some type of a card in their hand. Thank you so much for attending the event. Here's mm -hmm. five, 10, whatever percentage off right. for break room therapy. Now you've given them a business card. You've given them a, a mm -hmm. reason to come yes. back. That's not a networking yes. event. And so I, because as the business, you hope you, you lose money in theory, yep. you lose money, right? She got nothing out of it. She bought all the food drinks. Yeah. And so. No. Here I need to reset. I need to recoup that. Yeah. But if that's not what your want is, but you're hosting it for a reason, figure out what that reason is. But really, everybody should walk out, and you should make it as a celebration or yeah, celebration thing, right? Like, hey, everybody, you get ten percent off just for being here. Woo! Thanks so much. Right. Like, yep. Exactly. That. I love it. Huge. Yes. Hundred um, percent. She should be doing that. Yeah. I I agree. Um. To it's her time. It's, it's the time it's the, I mean, even if she, if she had sponsors, she could get a sponsor. One of those, those vendors could sponsor the drinks. One of them could sponsor the food. One of them could sponsor, you know, a gift certificate, a prize, whatever, but having them commit to something is huge. Yeah. And, and I, I love it. Well, and that's, a, yeah. I so say if you took all five vendors that she has or whatever, 
pay ten dollars. We're giving away a fifty dollar gift. Your boost is going towards a gift card, so I'm not officially yeah. making money off you. Yeah. But we're giving that one gift card away mm-hmm. to to a person that shows up. And yeah, I think that's absolutely to me. It's one thing that we do um, when we go to all these like random places. Is, yeah. Is hey, we're gonna bring in people that are gonna eat and drink. Um, you know, you're you're gonna have you're gonna get this great, and then, um. You know the oh hey yep we have, we we're, we're giving you we're giving you a gift card uh, yep. just for bringing the you know I got I have a mug club at one of my places because because I brought in a huge and they're like you're covered you you're you're a mug club member for life and I was like great yeah so um, that's great I wasn't expected but it's fin- I made I made off that deal <laughs> well, yeah. you're not gonna turn it down never so I love that place but um that's great yeah and so I, I you know I think and, and that goes with everybody. So we talked about the bookkeeper, right? If you offer a thing, have a promo while you're there. Hey, for yeah. attending this event, you get 10% off my yeah. services for the first little bit. You get a free consultation. I don't give a shit what it is. Again, you said people right. love free. People love yeah. free. They do. Right? I love free. Right. So, yeah. Great. Yeah, is hey. it? Would it hurt her or would it hurt someone else? You know, if you did a buy one, get one, you know, come to this event and then your friend, you know, next time you come, it's a buy one, get one deal or something. Is that, you know, think of something that's not going to hurt you to lose, to lose out on. And also again, getting a new person exposed to break room therapy too, or wherever it is like, so just to get more people in the door. Yeah. And, and I, I think that's, you know, because when you, when you look at like a restaurant, right? They they talk about it. Hey, so John Taffer actually does a great talk about it. He says, when the person comes up, manager will go to the table. Hey, is this your first time joining us? The answer is yes. Right. I'm handing them a 50% off, or their napkins are going to be a different color. I'm handing them a 50% off thing for them to come back and try it again. The next one, I, I have it. Hey, oh, you get, you handed me this 50% off right away. I now know you're here. Hey, come back. You got to try the the dessert or you have to have an appetizer these are the two greatest things i'm going to give it to you for free come back and join me again he goes now you've mm-hmm. made two connections the third time they're hooked right so yeah. get them to come back three times is absolutely so now I, I i've learned so much from that it's like hey this is this you have to give and you're going to receive like crazy yes. from it do not ask for anything until you've made deposits from someone right like i think that's just such a big piece like people some the biggest reason we feel uncomfortable asking for something is because we probably haven't made some sort of deposit and it doesn't have to be a money deposit it doesn't have to be a physical there's emotional deposits there's spiritual deposits there's just connecting gift deposits there's any kind of like something a little nugget knowledge deposit if you give someone a deposit you're much likely more to get a like a withdrawal when you ask for a withdrawal they're going to be like oh yeah you need help or you need something you need me to volunteer so with Dawn just doing like that was a big deposit for everyone in that room that she just gave a huge deposit for it was it would be no issue for her to ask hey are you good with like you know paying ten dollars to this next one like I need to cover my food and beverages and I need your skin in the game because I really need everyone to show up for all the people in the room that are showing up to meet you so yep and and I think that's you know I mean she she had a tip box out which Mm -hmm. I think that was for door prize no it was for the the person that brought the salads or whatever right Mm -hmm. um 
I don't. She can tell you the whole details. I don't want to get into what I seen and what I heard. It doesn't. But like, oh, okay. I, I will tell you the. You know, the box is black. It's kind of tucked to the side. Yeah, there was a little. But like, hey, ask for. It. Actually, ask for. It, yeah, right? like, yeah. People, people will. You know, and I. At the end of the night, I reached in my pocket and I had a few bucks, and I was like, oh yeah, here. I completely forgot to yeah. throw in. And, you know, I always intend to try to, to try to give because I want to see this grow. Yeah. Like, um. Mm-hmm. So, um. All right. Now, last night we talked about some of the positives. Um, yeah. We did just name off a couple of the things that she could work on. Um, what do you find to be the biggest pitfall of an event? Not just last night, but like any event in, in, in general. I mean, that there's a few things. I think when you, I think one of the things for me is when I walk in and talk to a, a vendor, um, someone at a booth, if they just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and never listen, I think that's a kind of a turnoff. Um, I think if you can tell that someone is not in it for other people, that's a, that's a turnoff. I think one thing that can be done poorly is not acclimating your participants to the space. And I think Dawn did that well. I, I mean, I always tell people, tell me where things are when I walk into your home, you know, if I'm a guest there and I'm visiting and that's her space, you know? And so she's inviting people in, but like one of the first things that she did was showed me where the bathrooms are. And that's such a warm thing to do because it's, it's telling people that she's inviting them into her, her home. Like this is like my space. It's now your space too. And so like little things like that, when people don't do that and they don't do a good job of acclimating to the environment, I think you have people that walk around like lost puppies or sheep. They just really just kind of wander and feel awkward. Um, I think one of the things that, um, and, and with acclimating letting people know what to expect when they come in, like, you know, this is a networking event. I'm going to have vendors here. You know, they've all been instructed that this is not just for them. This is for both of you. So they should be having conversations with you as well. There's going to be food. There's going to be drink. I'll give you a tour. Like there's just, and just kind of let people know the communication. If there's a lack of communication leading up to about and after, I think that can be a pitfall. Um, like you said, having a way for her to follow up and offer the 10% off or something is great. If I never knew Dawn and never heard from her again, or even like, you know, any kind of follow-up, but, and I left with such a great feeling, I'd kind of feel like let down, like, well, I was just there because I was there, but to know that I was there and appreciated for being there, I think is important for people. Um, and our great ways, again, to like build that long-term relationship where people are going to want to come back. Um, I think if it's really handy, like Dawn knows everyone in the room. So if you have someone that knows the people or if you, the partis- the person that's putting it together, you've communicated, you've talked with, you've gotten connections with all the vendors. I think it's really key to position yourself to be available to people. I have seen it where um, the directors or people that put on the event just have their own table or um, stick with one portion or find their own job and they're so distracted where they could have such a great opportunity connecting and like, Hey, Sarah, this is so-and-so and and this is so-and-so and this is Lisa. You should, that's gold to be able to like, know that Dawn's going to introduce me to everyone she knows because I know nobody. So I think that could be a huge missed opportunity. Um, 
I think if you go in with an expectation that's unrealistic, you know, um, then that's a missed opportunity for you to really connect and, and build something cool and just walk out of there with something you never imagined to experience. Um, if you go in there only to hand out business cards, I've seen that too. I've seen people just have a stack of cards in their hands, like <laughs> I did the deal in them out. I hey. think that is horrible. <laughs> I say, depending on how you do it. So, right, I had my stickers in my hand. Oh, um, you didn't do it that way, though. No, yeah. I don't. And the only reason I don't necessarily keep them in my pocket. I sweat like crazy. Oh, I, don't yeah. wanna, I don't want to hand stick. them wet, soggy something. <laughs> so like, I kind of keep them out so that way they're, at least I'm handing yeah. you something dry. Um, you know, it's like David seen me pull out some stickers. I don't even know what the heck they went. Well, stickers uh, are a little different uh, too than business yes. cards. Well, but still like yeah. my business cards, like again, I pulled these out and like, look at them. If I pulled these out, like they're all just wavy and stuff. And so yeah. I, I want to hand you a fresh, crisp business yeah. card. Yeah. Um, like I, I want... You know, I mean, there's people that do studies and, oh, you have to get this, this millimeter of, anyway, I, <laughs> I specifically don't, or I put it in my wallet and then have to pull my wallet out every time and yeah, um, pull out one business card and go here. Um, I but, don't bring business cards to an event on purpose anymore. Um, so that I have to give them my contact information, like, you know, just let me get your number and then yep. put it's right in the phone because otherwise the business cards get thrown away. Mm -hmm. Of course, oh, I know they do, right? I mean, yeah. they get or or if you're a hoarder like me, there's a stack on your um, bookshelf. And how many times do you look at those and go, "Who is this person again?" Yeah. I say, "Yeah." Well, that's <laughs> you know, um, that's exactly. I, I didn't know. I realized I met these people. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but I do. You know, Dawn is fantastic at welcoming. Right. Yes. She Rushes when the door rings. Hey, this there's drinks this is where we do this you and i we were walk. sitting up there yeah and like one person one poor lady came in yeah. and we're sitting there bitching about coaching yeah and don had just taken somebody to the back so she's sitting up there with us for 45 seconds yeah. and then all three of us start bitching about coaching Let's see, and yeah. don comes up and she's like what the hell did i walk into <laughs> so, yeah. but it was only 45 seconds of her waiting yep but it's like, you know and she got entertained by and then we ended up talking yeah. to her um but no she does she, she's very welcoming in that sense of things yeah um yeah. you know and we, you know you had mentioned hey directors you know they, they set themselves into a spot and you know I've, I've seen it where they're just they don't know how to exit right as a director mm -hmm. so they're in this mm -hmm. conversation it's like there's people that are there to meet you because you put it on and they, they're like hey i want to do this so you have to learn how to get yourself out of these situations and, and say hey right. i have to go i have to go to the it's not that it, I'll love your contact. Let's, let's connect. Yeah. Let's do this. Um, I'm really big I on person agree. to person. I, I yeah. do a lot of lunches, a lot yeah. of lunches. So, um, and I will tell you too, that one of the biggest mistakes that I see it with vendors is that they position themselves behind their table. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Push it. your table back and stand to the side or in front of it so that you can be the introduction. There's nothing in between because if you're, if you're putting something in between you, there's a, it's just, you're guarding off. Like, and it, to me, it's very different. Don to describe our networking event last night, there's five rooms. They have doors yes. that you actually have to walk into. Yeah. So not just that, like, yeah, they have, they have a picture window, but you have to get enticed to get in there. Right. Yes. We, we, we did, we did a table <laughs> at Comic-Con mm -hmm. and how many people walked by a bunch, but the amount of people, when you just say hello, 
Yeah. They'll like as long as you're taking that first, hey, how's it going? They walk up because now you're friendly, right? Now yes. you're inviting. Hey, come on in. Hey, come here real quick. You know, hey, let me yeah. show you what I got. Uh, you know, all you have to do is make that connection in some way. Otherwise, people yeah. just because they'll they'll just look and go, and I, I do it at craft fairs all the time. And 90% of the time will buy from your booth if you've just said hi to me. If you show me yeah. some type of intent, like all you have to do, but like if I walk through and you don't say a word to me, there's a huge potential that I just even if I like your stuff, I'm just like you don't you don't you're you're just here because you want to sell you like sell me on it, right? Yeah. Um, unless it's something I absolutely, absolutely love that takes me what four months to get you your uh yeah. your, your dish towels. Yeah. My Yoda <laughs> dish towels. Yeah. Well, and with the space in that room, you're right. You had to walk in a door and then Mm -hmm. you have just a narrow space. And if there's someone else already talking, I would walk past the room because I'm like, well, there's no space. I'd have to like kind of interrupt the conversation to get through with you guys. I like coming in the corner there and just Mm kind of hung out, but like not everybody would do that. And I think if you push your table back, it just, it makes the whole space open and inviting saying, come on in. Like there's yep. room for everyone in here. Like, and, and you know, one thing you, as you said, you walked in and tucked yourself into the side. But if you notice yeah. like, one thing I know about me is I'm a big dude. So when I go in, I don't block the entrance. I try right. really hard to get myself to the side. I want everybody to be able to see. And I want other people to feel welcome to come in. Yeah. I'm because I know I'm an intimidating guy. I, it's not that I want to be. I'm actually pretty decent to talk to you once in a blue moon. Once in a while. I piss people off all the time. Right. <laughs> but, um, you know, and in my head, that like, and that's what people don't understand. It's like, that's how my brain works. My brain constantly yeah. thinks about where am I positioning myself? How am I doing this? What am I doing? You know, one thing yes. most people don't know about me, I absolutely hate eating in front of people. Right. It's, it's, okay. it's a weird thing. So like, if you, I'll eat in front of David, cause I've known him for way too long. And yeah. we laugh about the amount of cupcake that falls in my beard. <laughs> But we did do that last night. Like the first thing I did was put my pop into room one because nobody was in there. Yep. Um, I grabbed my chicken and David's like, I gotta find a place to sit down. And I was like, Great, you and me are up front, dude. We're mounting. It's just a thing that's for me. But I'm very socially always aware of what my surroundings going on, who's where, how they're gonna be, where I need to be. Am I not blocking anybody? Because I don't want anybody to feel uncomfortable having having to get around, kind of a thing. So um, yeah. And the, and speaking to that is don't be on your phone, right? Like, oh my goodness. Put your phone down, put it away. Because if, even if you're empty space and people are not in your room, they will see you on your phone and just walk right by because you're busy. So, you know, and I want to give um, another quick advice to people. If I can mm-hmm. uh, know your business, yeah. know, mm-hmm. know where you're at, know what you're doing. Um, because, you know, we talked about before coming on air. There's not a single thing I'm going to ask you that you're not going to know. Mm-hmm. And if there is like, you should probably work on, that. you know, like, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I asked a few questions to people last night. Where are you at? What do you want to do? Well, I, I kind of want to, I maybe I, this, no, 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 no. Like, what do you, yeah. this is what I do. This is yeah. where I'm at. This is where I want to get to. Right. Like these need to be known. Right. What, because I can't know how to help you. And the problem is, is there's people like me who want to help you. I can't yeah. help you if you don't know what you need help with, right? <laughs> so if you tell me, hey, I'm, Absolutely. I'm here, I'm stuck. Great. Have you thought, and I'll run a million ideas, but like, oh, you know, well, and my my kid's still in school. So, you know, next year I'll, next year I'll take care of this. So you're just hobbying for now. Yeah. 
you're not a business you're a hobby right it's a totally different thing we know dawn was cleaning floors today yep and i'm at practice i'm talking to my catcher because she works for us and i said yeah you you should have saw the first space we had we thought it was great and i told her how the floors were you know it's the carpet squares that were flipped upside down and she had duct tape on them to keep them down and the glass would get underneath and it just tore everything up and it was just a huge freaking mess yeah and i and i capped it with you know we didn't know what we didn't know Mm -hmm. you know it's the first time trying to do it we have no idea what we're doing it's all trial and error and the first two years that's what it was hey this works this doesn't Mm -hmm. so that when she went and built this location she knew hey I need a different type of floor. This floor does not work. Yep. So she got those, you know, interlocking gym floors. Great. Um, rooms need to be bigger. I need this. I need that. Whatever it was. Yep. Because when you walk into something and you've never done it before, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. Oh, heck yeah. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with that. You learn a lot from your mistakes. Yep. You do. And then you figure out how to do it better the next time. Somebody said that yesterday. They're like, yeah, I used to be afraid of doing things. And then I'm like, screw it. If I'm afraid, I'm just going to do it right now. Yep. And I know when I'm doing it right now, I'm going to screw up. And that's fine, because the next time I'll do a little bit better. Yep. That's right. right. I'm saying the only time you fail is when you fail to learn, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You know, some, some, yeah. Some, might, some might cost you some money, but you'll learn. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Um, so uh, now you, you don't show up with business cards because you want instant. And that's, you know, I... When I first went to meetups, I didn't have business cards because I didn't know people did this thing. And then, yeah. you know, after the first however many people were, oh, I need I need this information. And I was like, I'll just go get some business cards made up. Yeah. And it does okay when you when you present them right and you make that real connection with like, hey, this is how you can. And now I barely carry them and I carry them at certain functions because it's like, hey, I know it's only going to be a random here and there. But otherwise, I'm just like you. I want it in my yeah. phone. You've. I'm texting you right then. Hey, hey, Jeremy, this is Nick. It was awesome to meet you. And I yeah. actually, usually I say it out loud while I'm texting it to them. And I go, you're going to read the exact same thing I just read. And they're like, yeah. Ah. And I know they get home and they go, damn, I remember him saying that. Right. But it's like, to me, it's, it's, it's a great thing because now, now they've laughed because he goes, dang, he really did say the exact same thing. Yes. Well, what you did there too, is that you didn't just wait for someone to take the opportunity to get back to you. You you took control and you said, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the one that initiates this to make sure that this connection happens, to make sure that this follow up does what I said. I'm gonna say I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna follow through, right? And so if you just hand someone a business card, you are at the mercy of what they're going to do next, and they may or may not follow up with you. And so I just like hey, let me just like take this a step forward and just exchange your information this way. That way I know I have your information too. And then I can follow up with you as well, just in case life gets in the way or we get busy and we forget after this event, we go to bed and we're like, oh, that was really great. What did I do? Yeah, you know, how many drinks? Or what? No, no, so, no. Well, I mean, that happens. how many people's names did you remember this morning? Yeah. None. Right. None. I mean, and that's what I tell you all the time. I remembered Sarah's because yeah. when it came through on my phone, it I said know, Sarah. Like David. Yeah. Well, like, <laughs> yeah. and, and Dawn had tagged it. And I was yeah. like, yep. Now yeah, I know you, who's you coming. You put down. that and Dawn's like, hey, it's with Sarah. And we're like, cool. I know. Yeah. I just saw that. That's awesome. Yeah. And and to me, I don't know. It it I'm really good with names, mm-hmm. right? If it's something that 
is important. Sir, it's not that you're not important. It's again, bucks and bruises my hobby it's not my main priority and focus yeah we're not making a bunch of money here now now that we've met and we talked i'll probably never forget your name right and every time i see you hey sarah there is but like (laughs) again david's my first connection i'm going to remember it every time after that (laughs) so yeah um you know and, and because what we did wasn't in the business and then you know really what you kind of did was like hey nick i want will you are you interested in going this way yeah to me it's like your lead on this one if she follows up, then I'll know who it is. But really, that's kind of how yeah. I look at things. It's yeah. like, hey, again, she wants something or, you know, and granted, I really enjoy it. Why don't, why don't we change topics a little bit? <laughs> so uh, the 52 for 52. Yeah. Why don't you tell us about that? And then also, I don't know if it's out and you're talking about it. Tell us about your other uh, thing. I won't say the numbers, but if, if it's not out, that's fine. Yeah, if that's not out yet, but that's okay. coming. So um, I actually, when I, it was funny because when I was telling Dawn about it, April, um, uh, more, I always say her last name wrong, but she was there with the CBD. Um, she was like, should we pinky swear on this so that, but it is something that I, I definitely want to pursue with you guys as I grow into this, but 52 connections in 52 weeks is, is a resource guide that has 52 different industry and organizational leaders within it that represent different companies and that are all warm connections for people that are looking to grow their business, whether they're an entrepreneur or a nonprofit. So I thought of this, I was actually writing a book pre-COVID that was 52 connections in 52 weeks, and it was going to be a workbook. And I was interviewing different industries and organizations on the benefits of networking and connecting for their particular company and what that looked like for them. Then COVID happened and none of us were sitting across from the table anymore. And I was like, I probably need to figure out how I'm going to do this different. And so I thought about doing it as a guide where people could meet virtually um, as they could for that time being. And then when we got back to meeting in people, they in person, they could do it that way. But everyone that I talked to and I said, hey, do you want to be a part of a resource guide where people that are out there trying to connect would have this book and you'd be in it and they can connect with you anytime they want? to learn more about your industry with a goal of you learning about them too. And with another goal of getting this done in 52 weeks, like one new lead connection network a week, everyone was hundred percent. Yeah. Like why wouldn't I want to do that? Right. And so this is now the second year that I've done it going into the third, I'm already working on the publishment for 2023. I have people that are committed and I'm going to go beyond 52 Dawn is in the book. She represents break room therapy. So she is one of the 52 connections. And so it's up to the people in the book. You know, I don't sit there and babysit over them and say, who's your connection this week? You better be meeting with someone. The the goal for them is to take the initiative and say, you know what? I have this resource in my hands. I'm representing my industry. I'm going to go meet with some cool people that said yes to a warm connection too. And it's simple. You just send an email, send a text, send a phone call, whatever, and say, Hey, I'm part of 52 connections. I'd love to meet with you. And the answer is always yes. So let's connect. So it's, it's, it takes the, the nervousness, I think off of cold calls and, you know, things like that, where you know that you have, you know, I, I try to explain it. Like if you walked into a new school and you walk into the lunchroom and you don't know where to sit and you're looking around like 52 hands shoot up in the air and it's like right here, right here, bro, like come sit here. So 52 people in your corner is what it is. So no, that's great. Um, and I, yeah. I say, I think it, I think it's going to, 
I'd like to see the the results from year one and two and see how the people have commented. So I think you should put out a, a book on if it's working and what, what, you, what you've gotten out of it. Um, I tell the kind of like Don's board, like how did yeah. you feel before, yeah, before 52 after. connections? How did you yeah. feel after? Yes. Right. <laughs> what and, she did there is inspiring for sure. Yeah, I think it's great. Um, and then um where can people find your book? Is it an ebook? Is it a, a paperback, a hardcover? It's a digital book. And so it can be printed right off your computer or it can be worked on digitally on your computer. You can find it on my website at trueselfbrm.com. And you go there right on the front of the screen. There's a button you click that says 52 new connections today. Pop that link and it leads you right to the page where you can purchase it and put it in your car. It's $52 for 52 connections. So perfect. Um, and yeah. I mean, does it have like questions and kind of how's it, how's it laid out? Or is it just like, Hey, this is a, this is a business name. This is a, a phone number. Great question. So yeah, everyone has a little bio picture, like they have a headshot in there and then all their social links that they wanted to put in. So their website, their, maybe their Facebook or their LinkedIn. It also has their email, their phone number and a little, um, tagline to describe what they do at the bottom. And then there's also extra connections ideas in the back of it. So if let's say, you know, like five people in the book and you're like, man, I know these people, I could reconnect with them, but I just saw them yesterday at church or whatever. And I just caught up with them. Then I need another, there's ideas for additional ways to connect in your community with other people outside of the book. If you need additional people. And then there's a kind of a workbook area where you write about, you know, what week you're in, who you connected with and what your experience was, because I know it's hard when you connect with a lot of people to remember everyone at the end of the year, who you connected with. And I've been in that space where I've been like, crap, I know that person was a really great. I wanted to follow up with that person. And now I cannot remember where I connected with them. And so my hope is to have a space where you can document that and go back to it and follow up. Sure. Uh, control F. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you I, know how to do that. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Once in, I can't do it on my phone, so it's not happening. Yeah. Um, so now you, you have, you have a, a business that you've taken. Now what's the largest group that you're getting events for? if you don't mind sharing that. The largest group that I get events for? Yeah, so would you, that you're so, hosting for a big event. I don't host a lot of big events anymore. So what I do is I train vendors for their events. So I actually, if someone is going to be a part of an event or if they're hosting an event, I can come in and I can train the vendors and do like a little mini, like 30 minute, one hour workshop on how to have the best results as a vendor or how to have your best results with this event. So I trade people and that covers everything from, you know, what the goals are, what core emotions and feelings you want to attract with your customers walking through to what your table setup should look like to your body language. We go into psychology of that um, to how to make it ask, like how to actually put it out there of what you're looking to do and what you're looking to accomplish. And then it goes into follow up things from there. So it kind of takes from the start to the full circle of how to be successful after. Sure. And um, so you're, you're, you're doing it all the way from host, well, helping host this big thing, getting it all together, yes. all the way yeah. down to just one table with one 
one, yeah. or, or one person was able to teach them how to actually market themselves and or yes. network and stuff like that. Okay. So yeah, I train teams. People have become realtors, even uh, massage therapists, chiropractors. They have me come in and train their teams. If they're doing event marketing, then they're someone that I would work with any type of, I also do like lunch and learn training and B2B marketing training where I actually just come in and talk with the team and say, here's some great ways to do this. As a consultant, it's more like a direct, like you guys mentioned before, like sometimes with coaching, you can kind of get to like, how does this make you feel? And what do you think about that? Whereas a consultant, I come in and say, have you tried this? Because I really think if you shift this way, you'd have a really great result versus here. So I'm, I take a more of a direct approach on like what I've been able to see happen, watch success and watch fail and, and take that and show clients. Sure. Um, Sarah, say thank you so much for joining is there anything that we didn't hit on that you'd love to hit on oh gosh I think I think for anyone that is like going to be part of an event I think that one of the most important things that you can think about is the, you know as a vendor the experience that you're sharing with people and I think that you know for me it's core values um, but there's also core emotions and I think that when you're going into an event, really having a clear idea of the experience that you want to leave your participants with. And if you're planning an event, what is that experience you want people to walk away with? Um, It doesn't just help with the whole overall, because I think it really starts with emotion. So, you know, finding a problem that people are having and that the solution that you're helping them solve is really, I think, where you connect with people first and that emotion where they can like say, oh, I understand that. Like that is my problem that hits home for me and you can be a part of that solution. There are like eight phases that every single customer, vendor, participant, client, donor, anything that's they are going to go through from start to finish. And it starts with that assess phase, moves to the admit phase, becomes the affirm phase where you have to get them to buy something, moves into an accomplished phase, an acclimating phase, an adopt phase where they become an advocate for you. Taking a person on a journey from like start of you really just connected with a core emotion for that person and create an experience for them so far to the point that they become an advocate for you later on that you didn't even see starting over here. That's where that magic happens. So thinking about how you take someone on that journey from where they see you to where they are like out there advocating for you for free and sharing everything about you, sharing your future events, sharing anything that you need to sell or you know helping your business grow being a referral source and just, or having you on a podcast from one step to the next can happen overnight. Right. (laughs) Or it can take a while. Right. So I think just kind of thinking outside the box when you go into any event or connection space, I'm like, there's going to be an experience that you have no idea what could come from it yet. And you just have to be open to those possibilities. And I think that you'll be successful that way. Fully agree. <laughs> say, right? <laughs> I can agree anymore. Um, say, and uh, I, I we always finish this up with the same way we start, right? Like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your family, because that's what we're doing. We're networking. We're trying to throw ourselves out there. So the more you do that for us, the happier we are. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah. Um, 
say and uh sarah one more time if you wouldn't mind telling people how they can connect with you um how they can find you that that'd be great yeah the best place would be on my website at trueselfbrm.com and then i also have true self consulting on facebook i'm on instagram the same way so and linkedin so Thank you so much for joining us, Sarah. We had a great time last night and Thank tonight. Thank you guys. Yeah, um, you guys are fun. <laughs> Don't be surprised if we ask you back at some point because we do that quite a bit. We do. Oh, that would be awesome. I would be honored. You guys right, are well, a hoot. You hang out for a minute. We're going to cut recording okay. here in a second. Um, thanks okay. again for joining us, everyone. We should be, be here, here next, next week. week. Yeah. All right, good. So we'll join everybody next week. And uh, <laughs> thanks for joining. <laughs>in to box and brews you might hear something you can use like tips on your cash or tips on the suds you're gonna want to use the smarts of these stuff because they know the brews and they know the box and they know they can't help the stubborn fuck so listen up because shit's not funny and save yourself some beer money bucks and brews bucks and brews and brews bucks and brews